Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Today, if you have your Bibles ready, we'll be in the book of Genesis, chapter 9, verses 1 through 7. The title of this sermon is, So God Blessed Noah. Here is the second half and conclusion of this two-part study. I've been trying for two years to get in Natalia High School. We've been in Lytle High School twice, we've been in Divine once for the whosoevers, and we can't get into Natalia High School. Why? There are demonic forces at work. They have opened up portals praying and seeking witchcraft, and they can't figure out why they're depressed, why they're suicidal, why they're struggling. It's because they've opened up things they have no idea. When we read the Word of God, we know those things are real. We know it. Shame on us if we don't try to help our children or stop our kids from, uh uh-uh, yeah, man, you can be on Instagram. You're not going on that one, dude. When you move out of my house, you can TikTok all you want, but until that TikTok ain't on in my house, that clock's broke. It ain't happening. And you go, well, I, I don't know what, you have control of the Wi-Fi. Hello? Turn it off. Turn it off. Our children need to see the purpose of Jesus Christ being lived out in your life because if you're fruitful and multiplying, what's going to happen with the kids? The kids are going to be fruitful and multiply. They're going to be sharing Jesus Christ. And I know that's happening because we saw it happen in Divine High School. We had an event about a month ago. A month ago, 40 more Bibles were needed. 40. We have kids wondering when are the whosoever's coming back. It's not about the whosoever's. It's about Jesus Christ. They need discipleship. If we're going to be a church, that door has to be open for anyone. And some of those kids, man, they're struggling. They're struggling. They need somebody just to do life with them and walk alongside them and help them. And guess what? If you don't have kids, oh, there's a bunch of them. God wants you to be a spiritual father or mother to them. Or or a spiritual uncle or aunt or tia or tia. Our grandparent. That's what I love about the church. We, we are to, to, to remember that we're made in the image of God. And God had continued, even after Adam, God continues to give this to Noah. 
Be fruitful and multiply. He could have taken away. In Psalm 8, verse 4, it says, What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? In Hebrews chapter 2, verses 5 through 9, For he has not put the world to come, of, of which we speak in subjection of, to the angels, but one testified in a certain place, saying, What is man that you are mindful of him? Or the son of man that you take care of him? You made him a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and, and honor and set him over the works of your hands. You have put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him. He left nothing that is not put under him. But we, need to, but we do not yet see all things but we put under him. But we see Jesus who has made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of the death crowned with honor, with glory and honor, that, that he, by the grace of God, might taste death for everyone. It's like I understand that, my, that, that I'm forgiven because of the grace of God, because of the work that God did. And God has filled the, the earth and his goodness and his mercy and his love. But he tells them, you know, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. So why isn't Noah given this same instruction? Well, the problem is we're seeing the impact of sin. How many of you have had a, a dog or a cat, and you tried to subdue it? <laughs> you want to see sin? Buy a puppy. That puppy ain't going to listen to you. You can try to subdue it, but it won't listen to you. I was watching a, 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 a newscast from Hawaii. man was out on a kayak. And I know the area that he was fishing at. It's, it's, man, there's a lot of sharks out there. And he's out there fishing, and homeboy got his, man, that kayak almost got broken in half. And he almost lost his leg. That shark is not being subdued. Not unless he's caught by a hook. That shark tried to take that man out. We see the causes of sin. It's no different than when we see somebody who has a pit bull. And that dog is, you know, they, they're, they're well behaved. But then one day it snaps. You can't subdue it. This is the effect of sin. Why do we have tornadoes and hurricanes? It's the effect of sin. Why do people die of cancer? Or they die of, of other autoimmune diseases? Or, or, or they died of COVID? It's because of sin. It's sin. And so we're seeing a change happen. And so what we see in verse 2 is he, he's not told to subdue it. He's told in verse 2, And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be on every beast of the earth and on every bird of the air and on all that, uh, that move on the earth and on all the fish of the sea. They are given into your hand. So he's like, they'll be fearful. The animals will be. But the moment you turn your back, it's fair game. That's why people get attacked. Uh, what was that? Las Vegas act, Siegfried and Roy. 
They had them tigers for a long time, but one of them finally said, enough. That's why people in SeaWorld, they, they train the animals, and then some, at some point, the whale goes, I'm done. Finished. I'm not being subdued anymore. You know, Noah has to learn now that, yes, they are fearful of them, but at the same time, he needs to understand that they can, they can take them out now. That's the consequence of sin. That's why when you roll up on a snake, a snake is fearful of you. But if you keep coming at him, he's going to curl up. And he's going to get you. Most snakes will move away from you when, you when you come. If you go the other direction, they go the other way. They don't want nothing to do with you no more than you want to do with them. But we're seeing the consequence of sin. And every morning the thing that lives, verse 3, every morning the thing that lives shall be food for you. I have given you all things, even as the green herbs. So people will argue over this, and they'll say, well, you're supposed to be a vegetarian. They're taking a lot of liberty with the Scripture. Okay? You're allowed to have your cheeseburger. You're allowed to eat your... We're in Texas, man. They eat about everything. But the diet is changing, is what's happening here. They're, they're going to, to start eating meat now. And that's one way that they'll exercise authority over them. In verse 4 it says, But you shall not eat the flesh with its life, that is, its blood. Surely for the lifeblood I will demand a reckoning from the hand of every beast. I will require it. And from the hand of man, from the hand of every man's brother, I will require the life of man. So now we, we, we kind of, it, it's a reminder of what happened in Genesis chapter 3 with the fall of sin. But it's, we're, we're coming to the point of, of what happens after the fall. The first sin is what? Murder. Murder. In Genesis chapter 4, verse 8, it says, Now Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came, up, uh, came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against his brother and killed him. We're going to see many things in the Bible that talk about that in Exodus 20, 13, you shall not murder. Right? Matthew chapter 5, verses 21 through 22, one of the things we have to understand is Jesus kind of upgraded the law on us and said you've heard that it is it was said to those of the old you shall not murder whoever murders will be in danger of judgment but i say to you whoever is angry with his brother without cause shall be in danger of judgment do you realize by the grace of god you haven't killed people think about that just for a second by the grace of god we haven't seen more murder because you, man, I'm, you're destroying people here and here, right? <laughs> Brother, I'd like to crack you open, right? And that's all going on up here. But by the grace of God, Jesus is saying even that stuff is sin. I consider that murder. God takes it very seriously. And that's why he gives us in verse 6, whoever sheds man's blood... By, by man his blood shall be shed. For the image of God, uh, he made man. So again, we're made in his image. 
In the pre-flood world, remember, there was, it was just anarchy. You kill whoever you want. Can you imagine? It's very familiar, right? You go to New York, you got to have eyes on the back of your head. You go to Chicago, good chance you could die. Just going to the bus or the subway. Things are bad. And, and we see before the flood, that's how it was. But remember Lamech, we read about that in Genesis chapter 4, verse 23. It said, then Lamech said to his wife, At Adah and uh, Zalaha, uh, hear my voice, wife, so Lamech, listen to my, uh, to my speech, for I have killed a man for wounding me, even a young man for hurting me. Lamech was just laying people out. And that's prior to the flood. After the flood, God set some laws in place. He says, whoever sheds man's blood, by man his blood shall be shed. And so all life, we need to remember, belongs to who? God. All life. The animals. Humans. Like... we see one of the first things we know about a serial killer is what? They'll usually kill a bunch of animals. That's how they start. And then it progresses to people. That's been proven. But now, God has given humans the power over another human's life. This is government. This is law. It's the first time. So you murder somebody... We're taking you out back. Get the stones. You're done. That's it. But he's made in the image of God. What does God's law say? They took a life. Their life has to be taken. Now all life was sacred to God. Now there were laws in there that that came in Exodus 22 verses 20. It says if a thief is found breaking in. And he struck so that he dies. There shall be no guilt for his bloodshed. Pretty, you know, that's what I love about the Bible. The Bible is in the details. You're like, hey, somebody breaks into your house. Boom. You're allowed to kill him. That's in Exodus 22, 22. What about war? Exodus 17, 9, And Moses said to Joshua, Choose us some men and go out and fight with Amalek, and tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. Let me tell you something. I wish I would have known that before I went to the Gulf War. One of the things that messed me up big time, I had somebody trying to share the gospel with me, but I, I was like, I can't hear it, because if I have to kill somebody, I'm already, God's going to judge me. Like he didn't, like I had questions. I, I was trying to get answered, but he couldn't answer them. Because he was just like, you need, you need Christ. You need Christ. But I was like, man, I'm trying to wrap my head around. I'm sitting on a 50-cal mount. If I have to unload on somebody, I need to know what judgment I got coming. Because I already know where I think I'm going. I didn't think God could forgive me for that. And I think a lot of military people struggle with that. Police officers struggle with that. 
you're you know at the end of the day it's like you're understand that there are times when capital punishment has to happen but there are also times when 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 we talk about being fruitful and multiply what is the mission of god what is the mandate of god is to be fruitful and multiply so when you're killing your child with the plan b pill oh it's just a pill not every time not every time or you take the abortion the 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 other pill that they have that that is sold that up to 12 weeks of pregnancy it kills the child you're not being fruitful and multiply you're killing something that the lord has made now god can forgive you of that God for, can forgive you of that. And there's a heavy weight to that. I don't know if there is today because people are taking the Plan B bill like it's a contraceptive. Well, I'll just take a pill. They don't understand. The other way that you are not fruitful and multiply is when you're mutilating young children, calling it gender-affirming care. How many kids are going to be made when you castrate a child? I hate to be so blunt, but let's be real. Do you understand the evil that's being done? We are called to be fruitful and multiply, and we're killing children by the millions with abortion. And now we go, oh, no, no, we got something even better. We're going to do gender, and I love the word, gender-affirming care. Uh-uh, not for a child. They're castrating these kids. They're destroying their uterus. They can't have children. How are we being fruitful and multiplying? They're not telling these kids this stuff. Uh, you know, you could go a little deeper. If you want to, the UN 2030. Or the WEF. They don't want you to be fruitful and multiply. They want to control the population. There's many of documents that you can read. And they're not conspiracy theories when they come from the UN itself. United Nations. And the saddest part is when you go to the schools in San Antonio, UN 2030, you see the, the, the posters up on the wall. What is the UN doing in our schools? In a United States school. When's the last time the UN's done anything? Be honest. Let's be real. The 90s? Bosnia? Maybe? Be fruitful and multiply. They want to control the population. But he says it in verse 7. And as for you... Be fruitful and multiply. Bring forth abundantly in the earth and multiply in it. Abundantly. And I love that. He, he, he not only sets the government in place, the law is set in place. Really, this is the first institution. You have the institution of marriage that was set in place and family in Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2. You have the government that's set in place in Genesis chapter 9, verses 5 and 6. 
And then we have the church set in place in Acts chapter 2. And God is, is in control of all of it. Be fruitful and multiply. There are more than one way to be fruitful and multiply. Okay? It's, it, it's, you can adopt. You can, you can make it a point to share the gospel. Okay? You can make it a point to share the gospel. It, it's important for you to understand the parallels between Adam and Eve and Noah and his family. Okay? Very important that you get that. Be fruitful and multiply. Is given to both of them in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, and also in, in uh, Genesis chapter 9, verse 1. Dominion, you know, he gives it to them, rule over the fish of the birds and, and over the living things that move on the earth in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. And then the fear of you will be on every beast, every bird, and the fish into the hands they are given. And now they'll eat animals as food but God will hold that person responsible who sheds blood of man why because we're made in the image of God understand like right now none of y'all may feel like today you probably feel like man I, don't, I, I walked in here I don't even know what that purpose is that God has for my life well one of the purposes you have now it's a universal purpose is that you are to be fruitful and multiply Share Christ. That's a command. And make disciples. We have a high school, two high schools actually, Lytle and Divine, that are in desperate need of discipleship. And that's the next thing that we're praying about, trying to figure out. Um, because that's the next generation of Christians. And that's the next generation of Christians. I went way too long today. And we're going to get to those questions. I want you to take those questions home with you. And we're going to answer them next week. You know, like if you were to sit down and write a list of how, how has God blessed you? What would be the first thing to go on the list? Please don't say your dog. I love my dog. No. Well, first is salvation. What's next? Please don't say your dog. <laughs> See, Kirk got the right answer. Two points for Kirk. He went with the wife. There you go. Brownie points. But realistically, think about how God has blessed you. Through living in obedience, through, through walking with His Word. You know, I, one of the things I was blessed with today is Matt and Lena went and they fed the kids. I went and picked up all the stuff. And then they went and fed the kids at, um, at Divine High School. And Bailey's graduating, so they're nominating the new president for, uh, not that president, but the nominate for the high school um, for Youth Alive. And, um, and, and she... You know, at the end of the day, she needs lots of prayer because she, you know, she needs to have that vision that God has put on her heart to lead that ministry. Um, but they're, they're, they're in a really tough spot because they're dealing with a lot of heavy, heavy things. And summer's coming up. And the worst thing in the world for a teenager is what? Time. With nothing to do. 
because that's when we get into everything. And that was my concern. So I told Lena, I told Matt, and, and I don't know, whoever catches this, if you catch this later, you're welcomed here. We're here every Wednesday. We're here every Sunday. I am here for you regardless of when you need me. Especially for those teenagers. They're going through a lot of heavy stuff. Some of them are, are, are like I said, they're dabbling in witchcraft. And, you know, and they, why did they come to the Youth Alive group? Because there was chicken. Cain's chicken was there. And Bush's chicken was there. And there were cookies. And who provided that? Calvary Chapel Divine. They came for the food and they got the gospel. Those two little girls. And they came at the beginning of the year, I remember. Because when Lena told me who it was, I was like, I remember her. We talked to her. We kept loving on her. She came when we did the prayer. She brought her friends with her when she did the prayer. And she brought a friend again this time. And there was a real intentional conversation about Jesus that happened. And the beauty of that, I got to hear about my daughter and my son being fruitful and multiplying. Being fruitful and multiplying and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's what we all need to do. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light, and you'll find it. 